Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 49th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We've got a gentleman today, a midfielder, Tony Dinning, signed for Wolves in September 2000, and he was at the club for exactly 12 months, 39 appearances for the Wolves and 7 goals. Tony, how are you? I'm good, you? Yeah, I'm good. We, we did have Tony on, actually. Um, it was a few months back, he, he picked his best 11, which was a great side, and I did promise that we'd get him back on for his full story, which is very interesting. So we're going to rewind the clock, as we always do. Actually, very quickly, Tony, listen, yeah. I know you're a good-looking bloke, but on your WhatsApp, you have got George Clooney. Obviously, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> What's all that about, was... mate? Does the missus call you George Clooney? No, everyone else does, but no, um, joking <laughs> about, no, um, it was, it was just a, I'll be honest with you, when I, when I could work my phone, the first one I had, it was just a laughing joke and people were putting like daft pictures of themselves on and stuff like that, so just for a laugh, like Wayne and Mermato, because it looks a bit like Brad Pitt, <laughs> so he, he put Brad Pitt on here, so I put George Fuhn on mine and stuff like that, so I mean, and said, we're going to do Ocean's 12 and 13 and stuff like that, yeah. and I'll be honest with you, I, I wouldn't have a clue how to change the picture back, <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, I'm a 1975 kid from Baker, do you get me? Who wasn't very good on computers unless you pinched one. Really? So, <laughs> it was. Not, I'm not making an excuse. I, I probably wouldn't change it anyway if I'm on it, even if I could. It was just, it was just a laughing joke, and everyone like to see like yourself. You, people met every time people watch at the many. Oh, who's a George Clooney? And it's just laughing a joke, basically, personally. But yeah, brilliant, Tom. Brilliant. Now, obviously, you have got a northern accent. You started your football, and I've done some research. Um, and this is really interesting, Tony. Walls End Boys Club, who, who are based in uh, Tyneside. Now. Yep. The players that they have uh, produced, believe it or not, you probably know the stats, they've produced more than 65 players who've gone on to play in the league. And, and I'll just do a yeah. snapshot of some of the players. Peter Beardsley, Michael Bridges, Steve Bruce, Michael Carrick, Lee Clark, Steve Watson, um, Ray Hankin, who's actually an ex-Wolves player, Alan Shearer and yourself. How can a boys club like that, a junior club, produce so many professional players I can't believe you've got Alan Shearer before me. But anyway, the, um, <laughs> the what's, I'll tell you what, Chase, the weird thing about that is, you know, you know, to play for Wolves Ed, you had to live within a five-mile a five radius. Right, OK. That's what, that's what makes that even start even more more incredible when you think about it. You of get course. me five miles within that boys' club, otherwise you couldn't play for them. So, so, so I was going to say, normally, if, if players get picked up by Wolves now, for example, yeah. or, or <clears> another non-league, uh, 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 a non-league club, say... Um, yeah. Look, they're not bothered if they're 20, 30 miles away, 50 miles away even. No, so no, to no, be in a exactly. five-mile radius. Five-mile radius, that was. I mean, Lee Clark used to live about a mile and a half from me. Alan Thompson, about a mile. Um, you had uh, Steve Watson, like I say, Steve Watson, Robbie Elliott. I mean, Robbie and Steve were a year above me at Wall's End. And then, literally, they played for Newcastle. They were the two 16-year-old full-backs at Newcastle when Ozzy Ordeals was manager. Yes, I just started my apprenticeship and tell her, like, they just started their apprenticeships yep. at Newcastle both of them were playing the first team two, yeah. two, two, two 16 year old it was, it was a mental uh, a mental thing to be fair but again before that Jay sorry I was about 11 10, 11 year old yeah. football mad obviously and got told about these trials that were going on down the local park so I went down the local park this and that played in this game scored out Rick won 3-0 blocks like right you can play dinner. so you, you're 11 so I'm playing for East End Boys Club and after about six months, I kept getting this bloke coming to the door saying, do you want to come and stay for Walls End? I said, and I kept saying, no, I'm playing with my mates. I was in 11, you know what I mean? Yeah. I said, I just want to play with my mates, like sort of thing. I don't want to play for Walls End. And he was like, passing a month later, same thing again, knocking on the door. Are you sure what I got? No. What do you want to do when you, play, when you, when you get out? I said, I want to play football. He said, if you want to play football, he says, come play for Walls End. 
I said, really? So we had a chat with my dad and this heart and that. And then and my dad said, if you want to, if you want to play football, it sounds like you need to go there, sort of thing. And I'd must have been there two months, and within two months, I was interested. I had interest from Newcastle themselves, not Forest and Everton. They were the three teams I was wow. nearly signed for. That was in two months of signing for them. So and you're thinking with, with, with Wolves yeah. and Boys Club, is that is that yeah. so? It's, it's a junior team, I take it, and, and just you... a, just a Sunday junior team. You train train on a Thursday, play on a Sunday, um, and it's just renowned for having really good team. And is it just flooded with scouts? Is it flooded with scouts? Um, it was every Sunday. Was you could just see them with the big, the old-fashioned scout coats, long coats, and and then after the game, you'd see someone talking to your dad, and then you'd go across and, and oh, that's not a full scout, and they wanted to go down for a week, and this. So me and my dad, where well, I was about twelve or thirteen, me they took me and my dad down to watch the not the first player, man, you stay there for a week during the Easter holidays. I think it was. And this and that, and then they they offered me schoolboy forms, apprenticeship forms. Yeah. Same with Everton. The scout was called John Doe. Was coming his name actually. Um, and then I went down to Everton for um and a week during another um school break sort of thing. Um, but at the, at the same time, I was, I was at Newcastle School of Excellence, which is now like now the academy show we call it, but it's just School of Excellence at the time. And yeah. Um, and 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 then. Literally, um, I was my birthday is on the twelfth of April, and on the twelfth of April, because you couldn't sign for a pro club until you were fourteen. Yeah. And on the twelfth of April, the Newcastle people come round, sort of thing, and I signed. That's when I signed on my fourteenth birthday. Wow. Now, for you, who did you support growing up, Tony? Newcastle. Oh, that's all right then. I'm just checking you wasn't a Sunderland fan or something. And oh, well, don't say that, mate. <laughs> I mean. Uh, look, you, you you made your way in the league. You had a fantastic, uh, and I mean a fantastic career over five hundred and fifteen um, career appearances, which is unbelievable. But when you're in the Newcastle youth setup um, and yeah. you're a Newcastle fan, are you itching for for you know? Do you think there's going to be an opportunity in the first team? And and you know, is that a dream? Of course it is. Like you say, I mean, I, I lived a male male or so from the ground. That was one of them where. My dad used to take me when he could because uh, he couldn't always go to the games because times and everything else. But every time I could go, I did go and everything else. And and, yes. and uh, like I say, to, to, to be there as such and then get your, your schoolboy forms and your apprenticeship forms. And then I think I was 17, I think I was 17, 18, captain of the Newcastle Reserves and stuff like that. You're thinking, this wow. is all right sort of thing. And, 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 and again, for me, it was great and stuff like that because I was football mad at the time. Looking back, I had a proper passion for football. Like, I mean, something, I must admit, Jay, it's probably something that you don't see see a lot of now. But yeah. you ask any player who played in our generation, it was, it was always the football come first to get me, which I think is other things nowadays. Yeah, but, yeah. It's 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 one of them, and I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was captain of Newcastle reserves, not because I was the best player there by any stretch. I, I was I was probably captain because I was the one who was guaranteed to play in the reserves every week, yes. not not to be in the first team. Do you get me now? And and you had players come down from the first team from who were coming back from injury or suspension yes. or whatever who would play in the same team. But I was always the captain. So uh, here's me shouting at Peter Beasley and Andy Carroll and Alan Wood on the. <laughs> Wow, and, and things like that. But but it's just one of them things that they, they accepted it because it was what it was. Thing, but it was just one of them. I mean, you just your dream is to play for them and stuff like that. And I think see the more you look back and such, was I good enough to play for them at the time? Probably not. Um, I got a year's pro contract at the end of me uh, apprenticeship. Um, yeah. There was nine apprentices and two of we were lucky enough to to get a contract. And this is an absolute true story. And I've totally for years and I'll carry on telling it it was DD at Newcastle Kevin Keegan all the apprentices had to go to the ground you find out if you've got a pro contract or not yeah. <clears throat> so I go in the office I go in the office and uh, uh, sit down and I said listen you've done, re- you've done great the last six months this that and that and uh, right, there's a year's pro contract there for you really yeah off your year's pro contract right brilliant <clears throat> yeah just come to the ground the moment get it all sorted this and that well done congratulations don't it I literally walked out of his office, yeah. back to the change rooms, grabbed my bag, walked out of the ground, sprints to the bus stop. I was an 18-year-old, by the way. Picture this 18-year-old. You're sprinting to the bus stop with your bag on your back like a little 10-year-old. Yeah. Jumps on the bus, gets off, sprints along the street to sit in my mum and dad's house, <clears throat> run in, told them the good news. Everyone's like, oh, well done, this, that and that. Brother comes in, for, I've got a brother who's three-year-old than me, he comes in from work. How would you get on? Yeah, I got a contract. Oh, brilliant, this, that, that. Yeah, sound. I went out for a pain for him that night. He yeah. goes, oh, by the way, he says, how much are you getting? 
And I went, well, he says, how much, what's your contract like? I said, it's a year. He said, no, how much money are you getting? I said, I don't know, I forgot to ask, actually. <laughs> he says, what, are you saying that? I said, he says, are you saying that? I says, yeah, of course I am. I said, I think I was 50 quid. I said, me, Jermaine, I'm thinking, I've done what I set out to do is to become a professional footballer. Not that I played any games at then, but I, the first step, the, the, the easy bit was done then. I, I look back now, the easy bit was done. The hardest bit was actually getting a game, do you know what I mean? But well, the, uh, the money didn't bother me. And I signed the contract, yes, the next morning. And as I'm signing it, I'm looking across to see how much I was getting. And it was about 180 quid a week or something. And the joke is, Tony, now there'd be an agent involved for a young oh, player. 100%. And that agent would be yeah. going right. Um, he wasn't at, kicked a ball. How much is he yeah. getting paid? What's his chances of getting yeah. in the first team? What's his win yeah. bonus? Um, yeah. And that's all they'd be interested in. Um, it's, it's mental when you look back. And Jamie Smith was the same. It's like Jamie Smith and uh, another, like I say, he was when, when he got offered a pro contract, same thing again. To never care much he was getting, just signed it. And because I think it's, it's so it wasn't about the money. And it's such a shame, Tony. It is. It is, it's massive. Like you say, you see players nowadays, and I'm not bitter by any stretch. I've had many times over them. But what knocks me at Taz Jays, you see players at these like decent championship clubs. Yeah. And you hear that they've had a smash in the beat, they've had a smash in the in the brand new um, Ferrari or, you know what I mean, or, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Mercedes. And you're thinking, who's that? What, what's his name? Sorry. He's some 19 year old kid who's not kicked a football. And you're thinking, First of all, what's he doing with a car to start with? And I think that's why people talk about the greatest managers in, uh, uh, that we've seen. And I think that's where Ferguson just stands head and shoulders above the rest of me. How you can have that team he had, the youngsters, the class of 92, they're called, to keep them level-headed and to keep them coming to training every day with the same hunger to get me in the, yeah. to, to get in the first team so their contracts must have been appearance based contracts which is so you're not just chucking chucking whatever at them you, you can have a decent wage but I tell you what your wage might treble if you get in the first team and, and that's the sad thing for me now Tony because there is players in the championship <laughs> and there's players in the Premier League who aren't even anywhere near in your position back at Newcastle yeah. in 93-94 these players are nowhere near the first team uh, they're not no. even in the plans of the manager, and they no, are no, no. on ridiculous contracts. And it's frightening. So, and so the there's no where, hunger. The wonder where money's going in football. Yeah, and there's no hunger and ambition. Yet your hunger and ambition <laughs> wasn't to earn money, wasn't to to, no, no. to, to get a Ferrari or a big house. It was no. to play for Newcastle United. Yeah, just to be a professional footballer was the start, and then see where it went from there, sort of thing. So, I mean, if you, I was lucky enough to do it in the end, like to to play to play professional football. But like I say, at the time, you're just thinking, well. And me and I've done. My dad says you've done the easy bit. And yep. I was like the easy bit. I says took me. It's took me the best part of it. Yes, I mean sort of things. That's the easy bit. You've got the contract. He says now you've actually got to play a game. Yeah, and 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 to it's get true. to get a first team get well to, to 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 obviously get an opportunity. You you went on loan to I believe it was Jur Gardens in Sweden. I mean, what's it yep. like for a young man flying to another country, playing you know a, a completely probably different style of football? What was that oh, like was Tony, as yeah. a young man? It was brilliant. I must admit, Jace, it was after the last the last reserve game of the season. It had already been arranged that me and Alan Armstrong, um, another former pro, like I say, yep. centre forward for Stockport, Middlesbrough, Ipswich. Yes. Um, me and him, we we um, we both we, we, we already both agreed to go for a month, and it was basically because it was a big step up from a print from be from training with the reserves and the apprentices to some yeah. things with the first team to being a pro training with them day in day out the fitness levels are so different it's untrue so Keegan said listen their season's just started do you want to go across there for a month keep yourselves taken over so when you do come back give yourselves a better chance and so it was a no-brainer so I was like yeah of course I do so we went across and it was just it was on loan initially but it was just to keep fit but I, I ended up playing three games when I was out there which uh, for them, for the first team at, at, at Jew Gardens, which is like I say, playing in the Stockholm Stadium and stuff like that, was brilliant. And that's their home ground. Um, so I played, a, I played two games there, and then I played in a local derby against Hammerby. Which again, is when you, that's when you start to realise where you're at. I remember playing in the game. I got beat three one. There's a big pitch invasion. This that, and that, and then me and Alan gets back to her apartment that was staying in for a month. Puts a telly on. The game was on like midweek sports special sort of thing, and it was on the telly. And you're thinking. Right, I'm on the telly, but uh, <laughs> just when you, yeah, so it was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was great experience, and like I say, it was brilliant to go out there and this and that, and it, the style of football was completely different. But just come back and give yourself a better chance of him. 
pressing and pre-season and keeping up with the with the, the, the season pros as you look back now and yes. just to give yourself a better chance really so um, but yeah me and Alan went there and then me and Alan after not getting any joy in the first team at Newcastle um, me and Alan ended up going to Stockport <coughs> that's what I was going to say so one A is it frustrating the fact that you haven't got um, an opportunity well an opportunity to play in the yeah. first team at Newcastle how disappointing is it to leave effectively your boyhood club but on the flip side, it was a great decision because you ended up going mm. to Stockport for six years and playing over two hundred games. Um, yeah. And and how you know what was your experience like at Stockport? It was brilliant. Like you say, got <clears throat> sorry, jump. I jumped ahead a bit. Then leaving Newcastle was obviously horror for me. But I must admit, Jase, I went in to see Keegan a few times. Yeah. I was a young kid, hadn't played a game, and I just got a bit fed up of. Some decent, but not great performances by any stretch, but some decent performances and, 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 and consistent for the reserves and stuff. Yes. And then on a Wednesday night, because the reserve games used to be played in St James's Park, they used to play at the grounds obviously back in the wow. day. And Keegan were coming after the game and he'd give out itineraries because you were you play the reserve team on a you play on the reserves on a Wednesday night, you were like off on the Thursday, train Friday, and if the new if the first team were away, he was giving out the itineraries for the players that were travelling on the Friday. Yep. And it was always the same faces. Yeah. I'm not going to name them, but it was always the same faces, whether they played good, bad, or whatever, to get me. Yeah. It was always the same people. And that's when, looking back, it was that you just, I mean, it still happens now, but obviously when you're younger, you don't understand why, you know what I mean? But when, as you're one of them, you understand why sort of thing. But yeah. So I just got a bit of one of them. And I, said, I, just, I, I went to see him a few times this, and I just need to go, I need to play. I just want to. I, I just want to play football. I don't want to spend four years here as a pro, like some people do at clubs. We're not yeah. kicking the ball. I, 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 I want to. I want to get out there, sort of thing. I don't, you know what I mean? You're not going. You're not going. You're not going. Then me and Alan. Funny enough, it's always me and Alan. But um, <laughs> we went up to kill. We went up to Kilmarnock. We're nearly saying for Kilmarnock for the late Tommy Burns. Right. Um, and Billy Stark. We went up there, and then it, it was a, the fee was agreed. Uh, but for me, for me and Alan, we played a reserve game against Celtic. I had to mark Frank McAvenny <laughs> playing centre half, and Alan was against Tommy Boyd, the centre half for Celtic in Scotland. So, and then we, we he scored, Alan scored two, and Frank McAvenny never got a kick. So, I don't know right that game again. Obviously, he didn't fancy playing in the game anyway, by the sounds of it. But they wanted the same were anyway, and then the, the deal fell through last minute. So, it frustrated me a bit. <clears throat> because I had Rangers on the Saturday night, I brought 44,000, I thought I was going to be playing in that, and the deal fell through on the Thursday, so I just went and see Keegan, and I said, I need to go, I need to go, and then the end of the season, to be fair to him, end of the season, I went to see him, I said, I need to go, yeah. and play, he says, I'll tell you what I'll do, so I'll give you a free transfer, I says, great, so I went to the ground, and to see Tony Habit, the secretary, and I says, the gaffer said, I can have a free transfer, so he's on the phone to him, and then he gave us a, he gave me a letter saying that I grant you a, uh, I grant you a free transfer so I got that so I could again speak to clubs yeah and then I didn't want to leave didn't want to leave but it, you, of course when you, like, see, you've, you've got to you've got to at the end to, to play football of course so. and you want to play first team football you got that opportunity at Stockport over 200 games yeah. I mean six years yeah. there what was your experience like at Stockport Tony it was brilliant to be fair and people ask me about clubs and stuff like that and, that, and you always it's like anything you always remember your first proper one as such yeah and that was my first proper football club, like I say, turning up there and there's some good old season pros there and stuff like that and you're thinking, all right, that's a good team. And you again, then, then you realise the standard's totally different to reserve team football, the pace and everything else, the intensity and there's a crowd, don't forget, for one and, and things like that. But it's, um, and it's one of them and I was lucky enough, I, I, didn't, I didn't make the squad uh, for the first two or three games that season back then, it was just the first team and three subs. I didn't make this, I made the, first, the, the, the squad as such a, 18 but I never got on the bench or the, or the pitch um, and then uh, I think it was a third or fourth game this season I was named on the bench because I'd had a decent week's training and, was, and played well and there was a the gaffer put me on the bench and after about half an hour someone got injured it was on my brother's birthday 27th August still remember it uh, 94 and um, I went on after half an hour I went on after half an hour and I'm, I think I played every single game after that I think that season I mean um, I don't know right that game um, and then I tell you what, my first start was it. We played Crewway on the Tuesday night, and yeah. the manager said before the game, Dan Begala, bless him. He says uh, you got a tough job on tonight. You're marking uh, Ashley Ward. I was like, who's that? The old, the old striker. He says, oh. yeah. He said Crew forward He yeah. said he's. Um, I think he's off to Derby or Norwich. I think yeah, for four Blackburn million pounds well. this week. He says he. 
Yeah, he said, so you've got a tough job on your hands. I was like, yeah, no problem. So I done all right anyway. He didn't score. I played okay. And then I still remember the comment. I was getting on the bus after the match and the gaffer pulled me. Danny Bergara says, in his Uruguayan accent, I won't do it. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> in his Uruguayan accent, he says, I'll get a million pounds for you. I said, will you? He says, yeah. You play like I'll get a million pounds for you. I said, I hope so. And I just went and sat down. Well, and, and funnily enough, Stockport nearly did get a million pounds for yep. you. Uh, it, did, look, yeah, it wasn't far off. It wasn't far off. The big move, September 2000, £700,000 to Wolves. Yep. I mean, look, Stockport, um, you know, are a big club. You know, when I say big club, they're a... They're a that's probably the wrong word. They're an established football club who, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. played in the league for years. They've always had a, a decent mm-hmm. side. Um, but you have then come to a huge club in Wolverhampton Wanderers. And, you know, Tony, when when you first signed for the club, when we seen you play, you, you know, you could see the class and the quality that you had. But what was it like from playing at a club like Stockport, you know, with the greatest of respect, like I said, they're, you know, good sized club. Yeah, yeah, 100%. To then yeah, yeah. come to somewhere like Wolves um, and, and, you know, £700,000, it's, it's a big price tag. I mean, but actually, Tom, before we get to that, that move didn't nearly happen, did it? No. And it was on and off and on and off and on and off. And. It was the sea. I had a decent season before that. Yeah. Um, I think I got thirteen. I've, I've got top goals. Got stop. What I think I had thirteen goals. Uh, and again, you talk about transfer fees before and players that haven't kicked a ball. Like imagine a, ch- a championship centre midfielder scoring thirteen goals nowadays. Yeah, well, it wouldn't happen, would it? Do you or, know what I mean? And or they'd be worth you know an absolute fortune. I'd be. Dri- I, you know what I mean? You, you would literally have a, a Rolls Royce or a couple sat on your drive. Do you get me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the. It was one of them. I nearly went to Bolton. Sam Allardyce was uh, trying to get me off Stockport. Uh, Port, Portsmouth were at the time with Tony Pulis and stuff. And there was a few clubs, uh, to be honest with you. But again, this, the, the the weird thing about this is that the move was on off on off and everything else. And we played Preston away on the Saturday and we drew one one. And as I came off the pitch, the gaffer pulled me and says, "I've uh, we've managed to sell you during the game." I said, "You what?" He says, "You we've sold you both read if if they were Wolves." I said really? He went, yeah. He said all the best. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like and, that. Yeah, and and to be fair, what a, what a great man and a great manager Andy Keller was, by the way. Players manager he was absolutely brilliant because yeah. you talk about Stockport there, and, and, and you and he said a big club, and, and they're not. Let's be honest, but they they were a good club. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, really a good established club. club they were good players. to play against. All was there. League one, yeah. League two, and we had some great seasons in the in the championship, and we finished eighth from the mix and which again stop all finishing eighth and things like that. Oh, it's huge. It was massive. And like I say, I think we finished eighth the season man said they got relegated and stuff like that. So I mean look at the chain round now and the difference and stuff like that. But in Andy Killer, he knew he had a good call there, do you get me? There was myself, Kevin Cooper, Carlo Nash, Sean Conley, Mickey yeah. Flynn, McIntosh, Ian Moore. Uh we had some decent decent championship players. Actually, a, couple of the, a couple of them went on to play for Wolves in Sean Connolly yeah, and Nashi. Cooper. Uh, Nashi yeah. came on loan, didn't he? But he, he uh, Nashi came on loan, and then I think he didn't last long because I think he went to Man City. Was that the goalkeeper, Carlo Nash? The goalie, yeah, Carlo Nash, yeah, yeah fun boy, yeah, male model, yeah, him, um, yeah, he was a good lad though. Actually, was he's funny, um, but yeah, so we had a good core group of players then, and Andy Kindler was trying to get us all new three-year contracts. Because yeah. don't forget, I think that season, the season before I came to Wolves, I think we were we were fifth on Boxing Day. I think we're in fact we beat us we beat Wolves at at Esley Park three two. Right. I remember because I scored a free kick from about forty yards in the top corner. Hey, as I remember it. And, uh, against Wolves on here, mate. No, sorry about that. Um, I think it might have been against Wolves. I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, we, we end up winning three two, and we end up we were fifth on Boxing Day. Right. So the gaffer's trying to get also on new contacts, but to be honest with you, the chairman was not interested at all in uh, in spending money on new contracts on players and getting other players in. Uh, and that's when the gaffer pulled her, to be fair, and said, listen, if I can get you bigger moves, I'll get you bigger moves. To be fair to him, and he stuck to his word, because I end up going to Wolves eventually. Coops end up going to Wimbledon. Nashi went to Man City. McIntosh went to Hibs. Yeah. Shinner went to Sheffield United. Left-back Shane Nicholson, Sean come to Wolves. Ian Moore went to Burnley for 1.6. It was just like... The, 
Now, the team end up going away, and, and then it just ends up dropping away. Your your move to Walls, Tony. We're not going to mention the agent's name, but it nearly didn't yeah. happen, did it? Because you're on your way to the club, and a yeah. spanner got put in the works, didn't it? Oh, massively, yeah. Because um, I had a, I had a, uh, a few conversations with this with this person um, about three, four months prior to that, um, because he uh, apparently there was there was a move arranged for me to go to Bolton. Yeah. Um, but again, it was one of them where it didn't materialise um, for whatever reason. I think it was something to do with the fear, if I'm honest with you, because Andy can, like, again, great manager and great person, to be fair. He's, he's always informed me when there'd been an offer. Don't need Portsmouth, put a 500 grand bid in, but the club's turned it down. He had no problem. It's one of them to get me if the club's turned it down, they're turning it down, sort of thing. I wasn't going to start crying and chopping my toes out of the problem, sort of thing, because I was happy there anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he always kept me informed on stuff. Um and then, like I say, I was on the way to Molyneux and I got to Molyneux to, to meet Jess and, uh, and, and Colin Lee. And then, like I said, this, this person was there and he's like, I said, so what are you doing? He says, oh, I've come to do your deal. I was like, I hadn't spoken to him for three or four months. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, somehow he found out about the move. So uh, I don't know what went on there and I don't want to speculate on it. But um, yeah, so he found out about the move somehow. And when I said I wasn't interested in them, I'll talk for myself sort of thing. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I was 25 at the time. I could, I could actually speak. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, the the uh, problem is there, Tony. He could have then spoke on your behalf or tried to represent you when you didn't want him to represent you. And yeah. maybe got greedy for his own interests and scuppered a deal for a big move for you. Well, that's what I didn't want because, as we spoke about, whenever I wind the clock back seven years to when I got my first pro contract at Newcastle, yeah. and that that excitement was still in me, Jace, because yes. I played at Molyneux a few times. Yeah, do you get me? Yeah, and the atmosphere there, and I I, I want to be a footballer to be a footballer. Do you get yeah. me? I don't want to be a footballer to be to be rich I want to be a footballer to play football that was me that was my mentality when I was a kid you know what I mean and, and it was when I was 25 so when I could move to a when I could when I had the, the opportunity should I say to play at Molyneux week in week out yeah for, for a living no disrespect to stop all like we said but rather than playing at Esley Park week in week out for the rest of your career yeah why would you want to go and play there week but, in week out for the rest all, of your career all of a sudden it was an outrage you're playing at Molyneux in front of, yeah. you know, maybe 18,000, 20,000 plus. Um, and, yeah. and to be honest, Tony, you got off to a great start. I believe you scored on your debut in a 4-0 win um, against Norwich. And you probably don't know these statistics, but you actually scored three goals in your first seven games and five goals mm. in your first 13 games. Now, it, for yeah. you, you got off to an absolute flyer. I mean... Oh, I didn't. I was going to because... Oh mate, it was just it was more it was a confidence thing, Jace, to be honest with you. It was just you'd gone there and like you say, you, you couldn't get off to a better start with a four 0 win on Sky, man of the match and goal and everything else. <laughs> I mean you know, that doesn't give you that doesn't give you a bit of a boost, you know what I mean? Then you're in the wrong game sort of thing. But that was me sort of thing and I used to thrive on things like that and and, and, and not like the, the the praise, I mean thrive on the the, the, the pressure side of things and the yes. crowds the bigger the better from that was my mentality. But yeah, you got players who were to throw up before games because it was a big crowd and you used to take the mick out of them and stuff and I just think what, so, you, you, there, you should be there, you should be Was there players at Molyneux Tony sorry to interrupt was there players at Molyneux who would be chucking up before games because they'd be nervous in, in going out Not necessarily not necessarily at Molyneux uh, yeah. more so when I was at Stockport there was a certain play out was every single game we played away from home because when we played away from home, we always got more than we got at home, you know, because of the, the yeah. stadium and stuff. I know we used to get about eight, eight or nine thousand at Esley Park, but every time we played away, like a Birmingham or Molyneux or Craven Cottage or Fratton Park or Reebok Stadium, there was obviously a lot more than eight thousand in there, so yes. Man City and stuff. Like that. So, yeah, it was always the same player, always thrown up about 10 to 3, and was nailed on to the main. But to me, I just think the more people are, the better, sort of thing. And, yeah. I just, and like I say, we, I got off to a good start, like I say, settled in really well with a good bunch of lads, and like I say, a great coach and a great manager, and really enjoyed it. And, and again, little story when when you mentioned them five, when I scored five goals and 13 appearances, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, the Stockport County manager rung me up uh, and says, oh, we've had um, some, is it Harrison? Used to be Aston Villa physio. Steve oh, Harrison. Steve Harrison was on the phone to Andy Kilner, apparently, asking about me because he was at Villa with John Gregory. Yeah. And then, funny enough, I didn't mention it to, to, to anyone and, and then the next day I get to the, the to training, Colin A pulls me in. 
goes, um, uh, you don't want to go to Aston Villa, do you? And I, and I says, well, I want to play in the Premier League, yeah? Yeah. He said, well, no, do you not want to do that with Wolves? I says, yeah. He says, good. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> and that was the end of that? That was the end of the conversation. Because, because again, I'd signed a four-year contract. I'm thinking, yes. I want to I want to play every week. And if I can get the Premier League, I, I thought, I mean, I know Dave took took them there in the end. Yeah. It's one of them clubs where you know they're always going to get back to the Premier League. It's just, you just you just hope they do it in your four-year period sort of thing, do you mean? Now, from, um, your, from your point of view, Tony, well, I want to come yeah. to that. Um, but from your point of view, you you, 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 you played in centre-half, uh, yeah. centre defence, and you played in centre midfield. Now, yeah. from a supporter watching the game, I think you was way too skillful to be a, a centre half, um, and I think your best position was centre midfield. Like I said, you was very classy on the ball, composed. We knew when the ball was going to go to you in midfield, you keep possession, you get forward, you get back and defend, you'd score goals for Wolves at that time. You was the complete midfielder. What was your best position, Tony? Do you think? Like I say, centre midfield. Um, I used to, well, I still do when I when I get the chance to play there, but. Um, or play, should I say? The um, I like playing the midfield because I was always when I used to play centre half. I, I always used to think in myself that I've got a little bit more to offer. Yes, Jimmy, I wasn't just happy sitting at the back of a monastery. I wasn't just happy sitting there, yeah. controlling the ball, passing it, and then then watching watching the game for ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wanted to be involved. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I, I can do that. I can I can go. On. And then it was Danny Begara again, seeing it in training, and because that because. It, Back in the day, should I say, twenty twenty five years ago, centre half used to get the ball. Well, the ball used to come to them, they'd smash it oh, as yeah. far as they could down the pitch. Yes, um, yes. but because I didn't do that, no, because I didn't do that. I used to take a touch and try and pass it because I'd obviously tr- been training with the pros at Newcastle and the, in, in, in the centre half there and the defenders there and and I mean Barry Vanisons and John Beresfords and stuff like that. And Barry Vanison at Liverpool, you don't kick, you know. So do you know what I mean they, they they used to help you in training. No, 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 take a touch, take a touch. So I used to take a touch, and then the manager, what are you doing, taking a touch? And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> I'm controlling the ball. I'm going to pass it to him, sort of thing. Yeah. Just get rid of it. And I think I don't want to just get rid of it. I want to do something with it, sort of thing. I want to affect the game a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So I, you um, know what? I, that's that's one thing I do remember because once again, it was my era growing up Tony and I do remember that, that when you was on the ball you was always comfortable in possession we always kept possession um, and we had a, I mean look I'm going to go through some of the players that, that we had in the, the side um, over that, that 12 months you was at the club uh, I mean it was like the crazy gang Tamori Ketspire Kevin Muscat uh, Ludovic Palais uh, a, a good friend of mine who's obviously been on the podcast Simon Osborne Jolien Lescott, Mark Kennedy, George Undar. I mean, that is uh, that is an unbelievable set of players. Um, so, the, so the question is, you know, really, how and why did that club not get promotion or not get near promotion uh, with that set of players? Because there was some serious, serious talent there. It was, and and even the season before that. I mean, the season before I joined, I remember when we played. I think is, I think Wolves might have missed out on the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think did he miss out on the playoffs on goal difference or something? To Bolton or something? Yeah, I think that he, yeah, something like that. The only thing, well, Wolves should have been there. They were always there or thereabouts. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what I'm saying. When I, when I end up signing, I was thinking, we've oh, got four years to, to get promotion because they will get promotion at some point. I just hope yes. it's within this time frame, sort of thing. And like I said, there was a good group of players in there, and like I say, some good players, some good characters. Um, and then obviously, the, oh, of course, it was. Yeah, it was brilliant. And then obviously, we're saying big butts, butts came in, yeah, Paul uh, and he he made a massive difference to the to the dressing room, if I'm honest with you. Um, because he was a sort of no nonsense cat, he wouldn't have any of this. You know, I mean, what was probably going on beforehand, I'm not, I don't, I'm not too sure, do you know, what I mean, but he wouldn't have any of that sort of thing. And, and like I say, he didn't. To be honest, I know what you're trying to say, Tony. I spoke to Paul Butler um, the once, and he, he said, "Look, he said he got to the club. He said, and there was there was at training players were being, you know, there were there was two or three players picking up a player, tying him to something, and pouring water over him. He said, I got there, and he says, lads, what what the are you doing? He says, you know, we want to get yeah, yeah. promotion here. He says, yeah. you know, what well, I haven't come here to, to to mess around. You know, I've come here to to yeah. to, to go into the Premier League." Um, yeah. And, and, well, I mean, look, you know Butts better than anyone. Um, you know, once again, what a great player. Um, but yeah. with, the, with the talent in that squad, it's just such a shame that it, that it didn't go up sooner. 
again, like you say, it probably should have. And it was just one of them, like you say, what Buster just said then. Maybe it's the, the mentality and the attitude of the squad, the players or whatever, whatever sort of thing. Like I said, did they just think it was just a bit of a jolly option? I mean, was it, oh, we'll, we'll turn up. If we win, if we win, great. If not, don't worry about it because I'll still be getting paid next week. And it was one of them. But like I say, you don't want it. Football's a short career. Like I say, I, I get further down the line I'll tell you a story about Paul Vale to be honest with you when I'm trying to get out now yeah. is you, you've got you, you only get so you only get a certain period of time to to achieve what you what you want to do or to achieve anything should yes. I say I mean so you've got to make the most of it I mean you can't be going wasting nine months of your life in your career should I say on, and, on, and on and doing that's those that's a thing Tony because Wolves up until that point we'd been signing players coming down on final paydays in the Premier League yeah. and they were yeah. in that, that you know early 30s and did they really mm. care and want to be at the club yeah. I don't know but at this particular yeah. point there were some good young players and this is what was so frustrating um, you know that, that, that obviously they didn't go to the next level but I want to come on to, to managers because what's quite interesting is it was Colin Lee that signed you in, in the September of 2000 he was replaced uh, literally three to four months later with Dave Jones. Now, Dave, you'd obviously played under at Stockport. Um, so, you know, what was... That really should have been perfect for you. Dave Jones coming in and that's when you should have really kicked on. And and you was only at the club for 12 months. So what what what, what were your relationships like really with Colin and Dave? Now, Colin was brilliant. Like I say, Colin was, um, like I say, he, he talked to you as much as he could and no man, he wouldn't ignore you and things like that, which I'm uh, not, not Dave did, by the way, I'm just talking about some managers yes. would. Um, yes. Colin was brilliant and like I say, Dave, like I say, I got on, I got on great with David Stockport, like I say, he, he, he should have said he managed me well at Stockport. He didn't play me every week. Um, he'd leave me out when I wouldn't know why and things like that, which was annoying me. But then you look back and you think you're only 20, 21-year-old sort of thing. He's just trying to look after you and everything. I didn't understand at the time because I just wanted to play every week. Do you know what I mean? Um, he sort of managed me a little bit there. And then, uh, like I say, when he turned up at Wolves, I must admit, um, I was I, I was happy. Yeah, of course. Really happy because I was thinking to myself... I was thinking in my head, this would be perfect for Bull because Dave, or I know Dave, he wouldn't have any mess and he didn't. Yeah. And I think that's why he brought Bulls in in the end. Um, I brought him back from his loan spell, I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, because he, I think he knew he needed someone to, to, to grab hold of the club, basically, in the dressing room and go, you know what, this is what we're here for. Not to not to just go out and see what happens or to think, but can actually go and make it happen. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and Dave, Dave was perfect for that. Like I say, Dave was perfect for that. He knew... He knew he, he always had a good team around him as far as coaching staff and things like that. Um, he always had a good group of people around him, um, like he did at Stockport, like he did at Southampton, uh, and like he did at, at Wolves as well. Uh, and he took, carried on to Cardiff after that. You know what I mean? So he always had a, he always had a good group around him, knew what he wanted, and got it in the end. Um, I mean, I want to come on to that. Uh, uh about the promotion that you know yeah. is it is it bittersweet really when you watch walls go up um and and you can't be a part of it but before we come to that you know i didn't know this you 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 obviously explained earlier you signed a four-year contract at walls so yeah. signing that four-year contract um obviously gives you stability etc etc so how you know why why did it end so suddenly tony because i thought you was you know you was going to be a fixture in the midfield for, for a number of years and you know listening now a four-year contract you think wow where did it go wrong um again i'll tell you if i knew um i say what went, went wrong jace is the season started, the following season started, Dave's full season, should I say. We've done the pre-season stuff. Season started. Uh, I started the season in midfield, played the first six games, I think. Uh, yeah. We were not doing too bad. I think we'd won two, drew, uh, drew two, won four, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and I think we were sitting top of the championship at the time. Uh, and then I got a phone call from someone, I won't name his name, uh, an ex-player, um, saying, oh, Paul Jules, trying to sign you. From, uh, from Wigan I was like Wigan that was my reaction I said what, what? I actually said what the league then because other in league one I looked at the tail it was the fourth bottom in league one so I'm looking at myself thinking hold on a minute Wolves are top of the championship yeah I'm, I'm, I've played the first six games yeah Wigan's in league one fourth bottom and they've put a bid in for me it's like 
it's very similar to like Wolves put the bid in for like Rui Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. Do you remain know I thinking all oh, those Salim? Do you remain know sort of thing? I think it's something's not right. Yeah. Um, and then I dug a little bit deeper into it, uh, and I'd, I'd found out then my name had been banded about uh, that I could leave sort of thing so wow. you're thinking even, oh well that's and you on. didn't even know that so from your point of view no you, I didn't you've had know a good it. start you see your future yeah. at Wolves and really yeah. they see your future away that's what I'm saying and that's the thing that annoys me sometimes Jace when I read yes. things now on telly with players like players of this generation even when they leave a football club and they're getting pelters from the fans and so and you're thinking you don't know the reasons behind it sort of thing it's alright for a club to just get rid of a player when they don't want him uh, like like what happens sort of thing or make it clear that they don't want him should I say Yeah. Uh, but then when a player does it it's not right well, you know, I remember, the loyal, I remember the, fellow supporters they mention loyalty they mention the word loyalty when a player leaves like when Coutinho goes to Barcelona they mention loyalty and then, yes. but I'll tell you something when, when when a team wants to sell players they'll, they'll sell them they'll not play them or put them in the reserves or they'll, they'll, they'll cast them out like, like I was just reading something earlier before I came on the phone Chris Mullen that man you yeah. he's, he's trained on his own now is that is that not? There's no fans shouting that man. You's not showing him any loyalty. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember fellow supporters. You know, when we was all questioning it, why why is Tony Dini left? Why is he gone? You know, uh, and it mm. was just such so so strange. And you did go to Wigan. A, a point I want to come to, yeah. and and you can mention yeah. your Port Bow story is after you left Wolves. Um, I mean, yeah. throughout your career, Tony, there were seven loan spells, nine league clubs. There was five or yeah. six non-league clubs. And you played for some big clubs, you know, Wigan, Stoke, Blackpool, Bristol City, Ipswich, you know, some, some decent sides there. How unsettling is it for a professional footballer to be given a four-year contract at a club like Wolves and see your future there? The next thing, like I said, you, you, you're here on loan. You, you, you know, is it frustrating when you can't settle at a club? Um, a little bit. It's more. It's more unsettling for your family, I think, more than anything. Because it's like one minute you're there, next minute you're there, sort of thing. You know, I mean, and you're trying to you're trying to move to a new area and, and this and that. Your, your misses and your kids and stuff. You know, I mean, it's a bit difficult. More yes. difficult for them because we've got the we've got the the, the we, we're all right, sort of thing. Because you you wake up in the morning. I'm going to see my mates at work, sort of again. Yeah. You've got, a, you've, mates, you've got you know, an instant, yeah. You've got an instant. Yeah, you've got a new group of friends straight away. Yes. Whereas if you're away for a, a, and your kids have got to go make friends somewhere, well, you've already got some. And there's a few in the ground that like you as well. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes. <laughs> Only yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's like I say, that's, it's easy for the players. It's, it's more it's more for the family sort of thing. But um, it is, it is. but again, Jake, it's like the reason, again, the reason behind the loans, if I'm being honest with you, whichever team I've been at or club, should I say. Yeah. Like I went to Wigan and towards the end of that season I think it was March time with the old transfer system rule and I think Wigan were about 11th in the league couldn't go anywhere um, and Paul Drew says listen Stoke I've asked you to have you on loan yeah and I was, I was thinking I think in the fourth top <laughs> there's a chance to get a promotion I was like yeah I'll yeah. go <laughs> so I, I thought yeah and um, so I, plus I was rather than driving from Brew to Wigan every morning I had to drive to Junction 15 instead yeah. so everyone's a winner so it wasn't too bad but no I went to Stoke and it was like I enjoyed my time my time there as well I played it played the last eight games played the two playoff the playoff semi-finals played in the final at Millennium Stadium wow. got promotion went back to Wigan we got promotion again so I mean that was one of the loan spells, but again the other the other loan spells, Jace. If I was ever got to the stage which I did do a few times at Wigan, where I'd play a, a run of games in there, and then maybe have a couple of badens or what have you, and then got left out, and then got left out, and then got left out, and got left out. It wasn't too long before I'd go and knock on the manager. So listen, what's is there any is there any chance of me getting near the first team soon or deliver? And he's like, well no, because he's done that. And I was like, fine, can I go on loan then? Because I need to play football, and that's why I used to go on loan because I couldn't. I didn't, as we established again when I was eighteen. I didn't sign a professional contract just to sit in the just to sit in the stand. Yeah. So, so you was really not forcing the moves, but you was forcing the not forcing the moves. So, so you could just play football. Basically, just saying the manager, listen, if I'm not in your plans, that's that's fine at the minute. But can I go and can I go and play somewhere? Yeah, because I, I didn't want to play on a Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock in front of nobody on a park field for reserves against someone. Do you get me? Yeah, and that's no that way to me. spend your career, is it, Tony? You of course, look, it's not. Look, I'm not doing that. For, no, no, no. Could, I'd rather go and play on a Saturday afternoon. Look, you can look back on your career, 
um, knowing that you've played for some good clubs, knowing that you've made over 515 career appearances. And the reality is that if you'd have sat back on some of your contracts, you could yeah, have... Yeah, I could been, have been about 200 PMs to 300. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, actually, Tony, as well, you, you, you've just alluded to the point, you've made your home locally in Staffordshire. Um, yeah. Is that from actually when you was at Wolves? Well, when I signed from Wolves from Stockport, we, we, we looked around now, so I mean the wife did, because... Um, Joe's family's from Stockport. Yes. Mine are from Jordanland, but I don't think that's oh, not too far. It's, it's in the middle sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. it was when I was at the club. Someone mentioned I uh, Rob Taylor was living up in Coven, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, there's a nice place up there called um, Embrood," and it goes, oh, "I've not seen that because I've been looking around. I've been looking around there, and I thought it was called Breewood. So when he <laughs> says to me it's called Brewood, I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know where that is, mate." I don't know where that is, mate. And he goes, oh, well, follow me back after training. And he says, because it's just around the corner from me. So Brilliant. when we get there, I thought, yeah, I've been here. I said, what's this called again? He said, Brood. Well, now that's why I didn't understand it, because I thought it was called Breedwood. Um, being a Geordie. That's the Geordie, Geordie Dodge, you know, I was going to say. It's your Dodgy accents down there, mate. That's what it was. Brilliant. So the... Um, so, the, so I ended up moving there. Um, and then, like I said, then I moved up to Wigan. Uh, and then I moved down to Crewe and I said, for Bristol City which didn't last very long yeah. um, and then we end up moving down two junctions because again I went to Bristol City signed a two and a half year deal um, and then after four months the club decided that it was my fault that we got to be fine at Luton somehow um, <laughs> and ended up leaving um, and then I moved down to Junction 4 well no so just off Junction 14 yes yeah, so and then I ended up settling here and the kids were settled and everything else but <laughs> And since football, Tony, um, yeah. what 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 jobs have you done? Because I know you've done a little bit of work in football, but you've 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 considering you know you you love football. It's been your passion, and you know you would have played professional football for for, for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. What jobs have you you done since football? Because you, obviously you don't work in it now, do you? No, I am. Um, I done a spell with Millsy Lee Mills. Um, Bridge North as assistant manager yeah. um, and really assistant player manager and really enjoyed it to be fair just nice being in that in, in that role as well as the other one as well sort of thing and try not to play too much um, and just in, in, enjoyed that side of the game uh, enjoyed that side of the game and then uh, had a spell at Shrewsbury Academy for a while yeah um, but again I mean it's whether well, it's for the podcast I'm not, I'm not too sure but I'm not a <laughs> Big academy person, if I'm honest with you, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. If I'm honest with you, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's well. There's no coincidence that England have struggled since 1992 or 1996, whatever it was. Um, I think that's fair enough, especially when you've you've come from um, the background you have done with Walls End Boys Club yeah. and and the way your mm. career progressed and and why you wanted to yeah. play. You're not a manufactured footballer. You're not a footballer who no. has been put through an academy system and, and come out the other no. end as this player. You you you've got natural ability and I think that's the frustrating part for you isn't it Tony that maybe the players with the natural ability sometimes don't get selected for whatever reason uh, over the players that are almost being manufactured Jace well you, at the beginning of this conversation I mentioned Walls End there I think there's over 70 players 75 I think I was in an anniversary a couple of years back uh, that I've played football and like I say not one of them 75 players mate, went through an academy system Yeah, they 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 learned. They they learn their their trade in the in the strengths and weaknesses made by playing on a Sunday, yes. on a Sunday morning, and players were allowed to express themselves. And I always say this when we talk about when I have the discussions about academies with people. Jace, you think to yourself, hold on a minute. So you've got for arguments here coming through, coming through. I'll name a player coming through Wolves Academy. Uh, I know he's, he's online at Swansea now, but Gibbs White. Yeah. So you've got Morgan Gibbs White, okay? Yeah. Playing for Wolves Academy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And you've got me. You've got me playing for Newcastle Academy. Yeah. We're play we're playing each other. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm as good as him, but what I'm getting at is you've got two decent midfield players at that age under fourteen, under fifteen, under sixteen, yeah. they're just gonna cancel each other out. Yeah. They're gonna cancel each other out, you get me? Yeah. Whereas when I was playing for Balls End, Jace, I would have, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful here, but I no. would have been playing against somebody when I was 16, right, who probably went on to work at Arnold Clark to get me, yeah. or went to work at Greg's, but I'm playing against him on Sunday to get me, so I can express myself a bit, I can I can test myself against him, I can do, I can try things to get me in and see what I can actually do, do you know what I mean? I could actually do that against somebody who wasn't as good as me. Yeah. 
And, 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 and but the, it's all that's all stopped now, and that that's what I'm saying. It's all stopped, and like I say, it's and it's a true story, Jace. We Wolves End Boys Club, right? Under 16s went to the Keel National Football Tournament. Yeah, my age group went there when I was when we were under 16s. That would have been 90. What was the 16? What was the 16, Jace? 95. I'm trying to as well as I'm talking to you. Was you born in 1991? When was you born? 75. 75, 85, 91. Right. 1991, Jace, right. Wolves End under 16s went to the Keelan National Football Tournament. Yeah. Right. Our boys club did. Right. There were seven of us who'd signed for pro clubs. Wow. Out of the 11. And there was um, There's two at Newcastle. Two at Newcastle, Jace, two at Forest, two at Everton, and one at West Brom. And the thing is, Jace, we went to that tournament, right? Yeah. We played teams from all over Europe, right? PSV were there. Yeah. We beat them. We beat them. Wow. We beat Nottingham Forest under-16s. Yeah. We beat Hibs under-16s. The, all these clubs sent down their under-16s team. Like Newcastle didn't send a team, do you get me? Yeah. But they let us play for... But Wolves then sent a team. We won the tournament, Jace. Yeah. Well, we, we, we actually... Well, I was going to say a word there, but we actually... Yeah, we won the tournament quite convincingly, should I say. Uh, we beat Dundee United 3-0 in the final, they're under-16s. Yes. And that's what I'm saying to you about academy football. There's a boys' club beating all these academy teams at an international football tournament. Uh, I think the that's how the reality is, with these academies, there's, there's players who are getting released. Um, you know, say if there's an academy of 30 players, the reality yeah. is, in a professional club, probably five or six, maybe less maybe more at some clubs, the percentage yep. of them will not make professional football. Yet no. you've got a proven track record at Wolves End Boys Club of a yeah. junior club just keep producing yeah. talent. And, and uh, Are they still doing it today, Tony? It's still going. I know it's had a massive revamp, uh, revamp up there because they, they, they got destroyed a couple of years back with the, the bad weather and stuff and the roof and everything else. So it's oh. been rebuilt now at uh, Wolves End Sports. That was a massive grant was uh, given to them and stuff like that. And Shearer and Biazzi were behind it and stuff like that. But like I say, we went to a, a anniversary dinner a few years back. Um, and like I say, all the players were there and stuff. And it was it was a nice night nice and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's like I say, it's one of them. It's one of them boys clubs. Like you say, that people know about it because of what what they did. But you know, you never hear about it anymore because it doesn't happen anymore because everyone's now being given all these false promises at six and seven year old and they're being dragged to an academy and then they get let go at 14, 15 and I think the whole world's fell apart to get me and it's just thinking, yeah. just let the kids, let the kids grow up themselves, let them go and play football with them against different teams on Sundays, let them go and test themselves and, and, and express themselves more than anything else. Like I say, I'm not a massive fan of academies yeah. and like it says, Jason, for me, it's no reason for me why, like I say, the last time England done anything special was probably 1996 and then we didn't win. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and the academy started early nineties. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a yeah pattern yeah yeah, in there. yeah. I was going to say um, it does fit in. Now, um, oh, actually, you was going to tell a story about you're going to mention something about Port Vale when we was talking about yeah, it was only, yeah, it was just about when you like you say when you only get a short career and, and you just got to make the most of it and stuff like that. And like I say, I, I left Bristol City and went to Port Vale and signed a two year contract. And I signed for them because they sold at me uh, as if, like, right, we're going to go for it this year. And I was like, yeah, that's great because that's what I want. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I want, I, that's, what, that's what I want to hear, sort of thing. So cool. um, I signed and they signed Danny Sonner, uh, another good footballer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, championship and Sheffield Wednesday, Birmingham and stuff. And yeah. Good player, but also very, very funny. He used to call himself, by the way, Marasona. That was his nickname. <laughs> Danny, Danny Sonner is hilarious. Um, but yeah, me and Danny Minfield, uh, we signed the like all Hector Sam from Wrexham at the time was it was a decent goal scorer and stuff. And Chrissy Birchall was there, and yeah. we had a good we had a good group of players there. Do you mean anything? Well, Billy Painter was centre forward, went out to play for Hull and in, in, in Leeds, I think, in Brad uh, in Doncaster, and um, Sam Collins centre half again, a decent team. Um, and like I say, after twenty games, I got sold that that the team were going to go for it this season. So after twenty games, James, when you're fourth top, yeah. and your club sells your centre forward and your centre half to Hull, oh. you're thinking, well, I thought we were going. To, I went to see the chairman. So I thought we we're going for promotion. He goes, yeah, but we've got some good money for them, so we've, we've let them go. All right, so uh, what's happened promotion? Well, we're not going to get relegated, are we? Oh. And it, that was it, that, mate. Mate, that was twenty games into the season. So the ambitions. You're telling me we're not going to get relegated. Yeah, we're not going to get relegated this season. It says 
if you think I'm giving up nine months of my life and career to keep Paul Vale in the league every year, I says it's not happening. And when you get to that level, Tony, that is the frustration. Hence why I left at the end of the season. Yeah, when you get to that level, yeah, that's why I left. Yeah, you you are keep you are trying to keep clubs in the league, and you're trying to keep, and it it is. Well, if that's if that's an ambition, Jason, I mean, it's not it's not for me. If I'm honest with you, it's not it's not what I want to. It's not what I want to. Like I say, you you only get certain. You probably get sixteen seasons as a pro if you're lucky. If, I mean, some people lucky. don't get two. It, two. Some people don't get two. Do you know what I mean so? It, it, you've got to just take every season like it could be your last. I mean, that could have been my last, and some people, some people might say it should have been. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> well, I mean, but, um, the, the, but I thought nah. There was a point I was going to get to earlier when you talk about ambition. That when Wolves did get promoted under Dave Jones in o two o three, obviously yeah. you you'd left the club then. Um, yeah, you know, little over a year. Do you, do you mean? Do you wish you'd have been a part of it? Do you think you could have been a part of it? You know, was it was it was it quite bittersweet to watch them get promoted and and not be a part? I'm happy, honestly. I was happy for the players. Yes. I was made up for the players. To be honest with you, hundred um, um, percent. Like I said to you at the beginning, I knew that I knew they would have. Yeah. Um, I was like I said, I was just hoping it was in May four year period. And it, if things hadn't turned out the way they had turned out, it would have been Jermaine. But again, I'll, I'll allude a little bit on that story. Like I say, when you get told that you you can go to Wigan, you can go, but can you wait until we've signed another player? Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. That's why I think the move happened within the space of about two hours, <laughs> because you, you can't. I mean, if that if that doesn't tell you that the club don't want you, they just you. You should have said. Yeah, um, in other words, I suppose. I believe they signed Alex Ray. Well, that was I didn't. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. I, I wasn't going to, but I will do now. You've said it. Yeah, I got told. Um, yeah, Wolves have accepted the offer, but the vast difficulty we'll wait until he signed Alex Ray from Rangers. Wow. So that was the comment. So you're asking yourself, did did you want to leave or did did? Um, so then when I go and ask about this this rumor that I'd heard, sort of thing. Um, and I go in the in in the chief exec's office and says, "I'm just wanting to see the gaffer. He's not here. What's it about? It's just to see what's happening with this Wigan thing. Oh no, it's just a rumor. All right, just a rumor. Right, no problem. So as I turn to walk out, the manager comes in, asks me the same question. I says, "I'm just finding out what's happening with Wigan. Oh yeah, they've made a bid. What? So they've made a bid, or it's just a rumor? So." Yeah. I think the pair of them knew that I'd rumble them. It wouldn't take. It didn't take a Vera Stanhope to work out that I'd rumble yeah. them to get me. So, um, so I mean, that was I mean, that. Right. Wouldn't it have been better so, if, if obviously it was Jez Moxie at the time? Wouldn't it have been better that they'd have just been honest with you? So, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If, if, like I said, just from day one, if, if that's why Colin Lee was willing, Andy Kenner was willing, because when managers are honest with you. Like I say, you just get, you, you give so much back. Let's be honest. If, if someone's going to be lying to you, and be, I mean, what chance you got? Do you get me? But yeah. again, I said, just turn around and say, listen, yes, I've made a bit, but obviously we're not interested. I said, yeah, that's great, buddy. Thanks very much. Because I don't want to go. Yeah. But when you're getting told, yeah, you can have them, can you wait until we've signed in? Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm and, all... and clearly, they'd already. <laughs> They'd already because look, Wolves made a profit on you. We signed you for seven hundred. We sold you for seven hundred and fifty, yep. and clearly that yep. money was already spent, wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. It was it was already gone. But I just couldn't understand again though why why again I don't know. We'd have to ask Dave. Um, but like I say, I mean, Wolves were going well, top of the league. Uh, yeah. I played the first six games, so I must have been doing okay. Um, and stuff like that. I just think, well, why? I don't, I don't get it sort of thing. Because, like I said, I was in, I enjoyed my time there and everything else and uh, and stuff. And I just don't understand. Because, again, you you talk about, like I say, players just wanting to play games. As a, um, I, I, I remember when I um, dislocated my shoulder at Preston. Uh, Preston away, it was Tuesday night, dislocated my shoulder. I was out for about four or five weeks. And then when I came back, I had a really bad issue with Syak. I got everything else. And I still remember Dave Jones pulling me on the Friday and says, I need you to play tomorrow. It was against Black. But I still remember the game. It was yesterday. Yeah. I couldn't hardly walk. I, couldn't even, I, could, I didn't even train. I couldn't even walk. He says, I need you to play tomorrow. Centre half or butts. I said, I can't move. He says, I need you to play because he's injured. He's injured. I said, I'll play one of them. Because I'm injured as well. I said, yeah, but you'll play, they won't. His, his comment to me, Jace, was, you'll play, they won't. Oh, so they've refused it, and because he knows you're... So, because he, he knows, knows that I want to play, yes. I want you to play. Yeah. So I played in the end. I didn't train for three days. And I played, and even, I think we drew nil-nil. 
Mark yeah. Hughes is up front, so we didn't have to do too much running because Mark Hughes is up front. But <laughs> as, as good as he was, let's be real, as good as he was, I'm joking apart there. But yeah. because he wasn't, because he wasn't a little nippy forward and stuff like that, it was. I, I think I tried to play him offside for 90 minutes. To be honest with you, right. I'm saying he couldn't run. He, he, was quick, he was twice as quick as me that day. But in joking apart, Jay, he's half time come. I couldn't sit down. I had to stand up and half time. I couldn't even sit down. Because I wouldn't have got back up. The flip side of that is you could have had an absolute howler. Mark Hughes could have scored a hat trick. Yeah, Um, and I got him in, and then I got canned off everyone. And then the Wolves fans are going, you know, Tony. What's up with him? Um, Yeah. What's, what's, like I said, uh, the point I wanted to come back to is you you had a fantastic career, as you said, in professional football, over 500 games, 16 years. What job I know, Tony, but what job do you do now? Fit bathrooms. Fit bathrooms, which... He's fantastic. I love it. it, it look, oh, well, that's good. The, the point I always come to, the point which which I've got a morbid fascination with is, you know, you've just said you've played against Mark Hughes at Molyneux. Um, you know, you've played under Kevin Keegan. You've done this, you've done that. All of a sudden, you know how, how short a football career is. Uh, you know, 16, 17, 18 years later, it's gone in the, the, the blink of an eye. And the oh, next yeah. thing you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You're fitting bathrooms. It, yeah. You know, you're in the real world. Is is is? I know. Obviously, you you enjoy it. You say, which is great. But is it difficult to let go of being a professional footballer? Yeah, of course, it is. It's like anything. It's like you say, you you you're living up the talk at these sort of bubbles nowadays with us growing about. It's a similar sort of bubble when you when you're in the game. If honest with you, you 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 you, you think it's going to last forever. Um, well, some people do. Should I say? I, I never did. Um, and I, and, I know, and I knew, like I say, without sounding, it's probably a, a cultural thing. I'm not too sure what the word I'm looking for is, but I'm not afraid to go and work to get me. Why shouldn't yes. you? Just remain sort of thing. I'm not. I'm not too up myself, and and that's why I think sometimes. And, and again, I don't want to talk out of turn here, but I do think players do struggle when they finish playing football. Yeah. Because because they think they're too good to go out and work. Well, why should I go and work? I, used to, I played at Millennium Stadium once and stuff. They got to get me. Just go and get a job. Go live a normal life. I, mean, I understand. The reality, Tony. You, you can play at the Millennium Stadium is. or Wembley in front of 70,000 people, mm. and, and the next thing yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. it, it is gone. Yeah. I scored a bit. I scored a bit as you at Main Road in the last minute against Man City. Yeah, I'm trailing bathrooms now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> should I mean though, them two things don't shouldn't be in the same sentence. Hey, it's thing, a good, but, sto- but it's they a good are. story though. But we need are. to tell someone. We but need to get the bathroom. Yeah, no. Yeah, what are you doing this week? Well, I may have a score a goal at Man City last minute to win it all. I'm going to put four square metres of tails on there. There's, there's two options, do you mean? Very similar things. But it's just one of them. I'm, it's one of them where it's, it's, one of them, it's life, I think, you get on with it. Yeah. And what's do interesting it. is, Tony, um, the fact that, yes, which is which is amazing that, that, that you do enjoy it, uh, but some people, to, to get their football fix, they, they play, you know, they, they drop mm. so far down into non-league yeah. that you can't, you know, you, you, you don't, you know, they're not the players they once was. No, so no. Then they're going to management in non-league yeah. and then they're always two games away from the sack. Um, they might be managing the other side of the country and it's no fun, but at least now... No, it's not. <clears throat> and There's no stability. In... <clears throat> Sorry? Sorry, Jay. Sorry, Jay. I tell you what. The, I tell you what. The I tell you what I like it the most for. Um, um, I do all the tailing and everything else. And, and if uh, my business partner should I call him Rob, he does all. He's a qualified plumber, so me and him do the bathrooms. Got electrician and plaster and everything else. Yeah. But what I love about it the most is Rob's got a young family. Yeah. And I mean, my youngest now is fifteen, but um, when you've got a family and and and, and this and that, and the kids are always doing stuff after school and everything else, it's having the flexibility. It's like. It's like Rob will say to me, one, I won't be in, I'll meet on the job about half ten, um, I'm taking Thomas to such and such, yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's one of them, get me. Or, tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'll say to him, I don't know, I'm leaving at three o'clock, Billy's got a rugby match at school, one of, yeah, yeah, sign up, you know, mate, it's one of them, you're not, you're not, you know I mean, you can do, when you, you can go when you want, turn up when you want, and, and, would you, and then it's would just you, having that. Would it be fair to say, Tony, that in your career, um, obviously now you've got that flexibility and that stability, um, and would it be fair to say professional football doesn't give you either? It doesn't give you flexibility. Uh, yeah. And it's certainly, in your case, with the greatest respect, it doesn't give you any stability? No, of course it doesn't. And, and like I say, but it's not, It's just even even even, um, even week to week, Jase. It's like, as you know yourself, 
you know, see your fellow Wolves round enough, you, you'll be saying to your missus, "All oh, right, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here next uh, Wednesday night. Wolves are playing such and such a way." Mate, I've got a kid on the way. I've got no chance of that now. Well, what I'm saying used to be like, actually, yes, it's not yeah. four weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are long but, gone. No, it's it, but it's the same as like. I, we we'd play away. I don't know. Say say we a game against Brentford away on the on the Saturday. I'd leave Friday morning, get back. I'm doing not just me, obviously, but it, it happens still now. Obviously, it, it, you'll get back at whatever time on Saturday night. You may be in on the in on the Sunday for a warm down. You'll not know until on the way back on the coach. Yeah. So when you get back and you say to your missus, your missus goes, "All right, my mum and dad's coming down, so I'm going to do a nice Sunday dinner." Well, actually. Don't bother doing me one yeah. because I won't be here. Yeah, then you miss increasing. I won't be here. Then you get right, a long move to Ipswich, and then you're there. Then That's you what I'm saying. And then to... yeah, and then uh, so you 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 you're training on a Sunday because you got a game on a Tuesday, and your game on Tuesday is away. So you train you train Sunday for a warm down the caller last yeah. half the day. Um, you'll go to training on the Monday. You'll train, then you'll leave and go to the hotel. Then you'll wake up Tuesday morning, wherever, train. Then you play the match on Tuesday night. You get back about one o'clock Wednesday morning. So you've been at home on the Friday, slept Saturday night, yeah. away half the day Sunday, see you on Wednesday. One of them, it's, it's you mean, the amount of kids' birthdays you missed, missed the missing. Think this is a funny story, mate, to finish with if you want. Yeah, 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 of course. Is when, <laughs> when I was at Wigan, Jesse was due to be born tonight. Yeah. And she was about a week or two, about a week late, I think, or coming up to being a week late. So my missus was at the hospital. Listen, we're going to, we're going to um, have to induce this sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I went. I had to go and see Paul Jewell play in hustle. Remember the game playing Huddersfield away. I says, um, Gaffer, I, I won't be on Friday. He says, Why? He said, We're, we're, we're training them. We're travelling to Huddersfield. I says, Yeah. Then my missus getting induced. Oh, well, can't you do it on the Sunday? Can't you do it on the Sunday, Matt? Lego was washing the Lego was washing the car. Do you get me? <laughs> can't, can't you just leave it till the sun? Can you not just leave it till the Sunday? That was it. I said, Alaska, mate. To be honest, uh, Tony, it doesn't surprise me because that is the bubble that people are in. Um, it is. It's football. It's 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 football, mate. So funny. Well, thing you know, Jesse was born in Stafford Hospital, ten past one on the Friday afternoon. Uh, I just come home and then I drove up to Huddersfield the next day, played the game, come home, and that was it. Didn't train on the Friday and just met them out on the just met them at the ground on the Saturday. Brilliant. But he wanted, can't you not just do it on the Sunday? That was the comment. And you're thinking, do you want me to ask her? He says no. <laughs> do you want me to ask her? <laughs> I says oh, yeah. ask her if you want. He says no, don't bother. Yeah, and the missus. <laughs> I think he knew. I think he knew what sort of response he'd get from them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The missus turns around and says, "Yeah, have a good game." Well, listen, Tony. <laughs> It's it's been listen. It's been you know so interesting having you on, listening about the the start at Walls End Boys Club and and in your career, and and actually what's interesting for the supporters, especially of that era, was listening to why it didn't work out at Walls because there has been a question mark over that for years. Thank you for your time. Thank you for playing for our great club. Um, and representing us you are a regular for the Wolves All-Stars so we are going to keep battering you to, to, to play for uh, the All-Stars and get your boots back on and we will have you back on the Wolf Whistle podcast soon that's brilliant thank you very much for pleasure thanks Tony cheers Chase thanks a lot